So I'm going to keep this thing ad-free for as long as I possibly can. But you guys do know I have to pay my bills. So if y'all can, please support by going to bricksfitness.com. Buy a t-shirt, buy a hat, buy a meal plan. Something to help keep these lights on. Because this light bill has been getting crazy since I got to edit all these videos and I got to edit all these podcasts. Anyway, today's guest, my man Danny Gets Fit. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a person along with uh, John from Obese to Beast who kind of inspired me to do the whole YouTube thing. So uh, we collaborated a few months ago. He successfully has lost over 150 pounds. He's amassed a, a big following on social media. He's a good dude. We had a really good conversation. And shout out to my man, DeMarvelous. I kept forgetting. He's the guy who produced the music in the intro. Shout out to DeMarvelous. Make sure you follow my man, DeMarvelous, on Instagram at iaudio.studio. And his email address is iaudio.studio at gmail.com. He's a great producer. Hit him up for all your uh, production needs. Anyway, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast. My name is Robert Briggs Glover, the ex-fat boy turned fitness entrepreneur. This podcast is about life transformation, body, mind, finances. And I'm going to be using the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that my guests have learned in order to get you guys on the right path towards wellness and wealth. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Get Well, Get Money podcast. I got my man, the one and only Mr. Danny Gets Fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the way from Canada, right? You you live in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah, Western uh, Canada, so BC. Explain to me the difference. BC. BC is uh, British Columbia, so it's like it's like north of California. So a lot of people, when you talk about Canada, they'll be like, "Oh, like Toronto," and so Toronto is like north of New York, whereas like I'm north of California. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all it's all Canada, and to most people, it's all ter- <laughs> it's all Toronto. It's all Toronto. <laughs> That's where from. That's where Drake's from, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Toronto is the only place most people in America know of Canada. Yeah. But anyway, we didn't, we didn't come on and talk about Canada, man. First of all, happy belated birthday, bro! Thanks, man. Appreciate that. So you, you did the Disneyland thing, like you're 12 yeah, years yeah. old. No, <laughs> yeah. no, nah, nah, it was great, man. I've I've never been like it was kind of cool to like fulfill like a childhood dream. Now, no, like you know, no back when uh, I was younger, we couldn't afford that stuff, so. It's cool that now I'm, you know, living a living a better life and uh, got to have a good experience with my girlfriend. Speaking of girlfriends, and then later on to wives, if we're talking about you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Recently got married. and look Yes, like man. I'm a married man, bro. It's it's a great feeling, man. I'm a, I'm a really lucky guy. Like, I, have, I married one of the best human beings that was ever created. You That's know? dope, man. Yeah, you so, look like you're having a blast. I am, bro. Life is good. Life is good, and that uh-huh. that kind of is a good segue um, to to which it wasn't my first question, but this is a good segue. You know, a lot of the kids nowadays they they dream. You know, I did career day at my at my son's school. Yeah, last year, and when I asked the kids what they want, what do they want to do when they grow up? You know, I want to say seven out of ten of them say they want to be YouTubers. No, right. No. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think it was dope because I I almost got into like a little argument with with their teacher because I was encouraging them and the teacher was looking at me, you know, like I had four heads. Like, <laughs> no, if that's if that's what the kids want to do, I yeah. mean, we live in a day and age where they can make that happen. It's going to be work, but yeah, anyway, especially now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. it's it's hard work. It's it's a real job. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. That's just all a part of the process. So, but anyway, I see that you're about to hit hundred K man. Like that's, yeah. that's gotta be exciting, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked, man. Like it's, uh, you, <laughs> you, t- I've actually been like recently inspired by you because back when we collab, we were n- near the same kind of the same space. Yeah. And then, and then I think the major difference was that you, you remained consistent. And then I kind of like fell off and like the, put up videos now and then but and that's been, the like, key you, with you you've been grinding bro. man like yeah, I, remember, I remember after we did that video i think you went from like doing like a couple videos a week to almost like every second day like on the yeah. day or even every day yeah um and so like you know you put in that work and that's what you got that's what you got the uh you know the the subscribers to show for it so i'm stoked for yeah. you man. that's awesome thanks man thanks 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 yeah. it's it's fun bro it's fun but like we like we said it's a lot of work and Absolutely. people have no clue how yeah. much work it is so you guys listen and you listen you guys have to hit that like button for us <laughs> we need we need those likes smash, to help the channel grow smash that like button smash the like button but anyway so yeah so this conversation you know is going to be a little bit more a little unique because like you said we share a lot of you know the same characteristics in our story yeah you know so this is so this is a convo x fat boy to x fat boy so we <laughs> we're able to connect on a different level like yeah, we man. know the struggles, the ups, the downs. And um, we we have the privilege to kind of um, sit in a place where a lot of people aspire, you know, to, to be in order to say, yeah, I lost 150 pounds, you know. So your, your heaviest, at, correct me if I'm wrong, was 312 pounds, right? Yeah, yeah. So were you always heavy? Um, on and off. Like uh, as a young kid, I was like, I was a chubby baby, then I slimmed out and I got chubby and I slimmed out and I got chubby, then I slimmed out and then I got really, really fat. (laughs) So when did you you get fat? At what age? Uh, So from 13 to to 18. From 13 to 18, I went from 170 pounds to 312. Wow. uh, Between that time, there was a ton of life stuff that happened. Um, which it's definitely like a, a huge like reason why as to I got that big. It's just because like I'm a very, very extroverted person to the point where like I'd rather spend time with other people than alone. Like in the sense of like when I'm alone, I feel ang- anxious and I need to get out yeah. and like be around people. I'm like the opposite of introverted people. And, so let uh, me stop you for a second. Let me stop you. Hold that thought. Um, let's backtrack a little bit. You said there was a lot of things that contributed to your weight loss, like in your, you know, was it yeah, family yeah. stuff? Like, well, let's yeah. talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I was. Uh, so, like, with the with the introverted thing is like because of that family stuff, it it like made me seclude myself, and so mm-hmm. with with the family stuff. Um, uh, unfortunately, when I was younger, like I grew up with like a pretty brutal home. Like, uh, both of my parents were into drugs, and my dad was an alcoholic, and. Um, I was, they were split up and I was in foster care on and off. Like, uh, for a lot of my like younger years, I had to kind of take care of myself, which is, you know, like as a, as a kid, I had to be independent really early on. Um, and then I ended up, uh, unfortunately when I was 13, um, my mom ended up passing away and, Mm. uh, it was due to like a mixture of a heart condition she had and then some drugs that she had took. Um, and then when I was 16 or 17, my dad passed away. So between those years, um, with a mixture of the emotions from that and just like trying to make it in school and not being a very like socially, um, uh, I wasn't really good at making friends as it is. So when you're going off to that stuff makes it even harder. So school wasn't, school wasn't easy. Um, 
I just dealt with a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. And so rather than kind of deal with it in, in a healthy way, I just like was like, well, I'll just stay in my basement all day and play video games and yeah. take chat with people online. So I don't have to like deal with anyone face to face. And then that just created an environment where I was like, well, if I'm going to play video games, I might as well eat pizza and Doritos mm-hmm. and Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and not just that, but like, I, I just loved, like, I still love to eat. Like you probably know. Um, I, I, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just enjoy food. I enjoy flavor. And so like back then I was just eating whatever cause I had no idea what was in it, what the nutrition, you know, would benefit or, or, you know, bring me down. I had no idea. Um, so now I apply that knowledge obviously, but, um, back then I was just eating to live, but not really living in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, a lot of people, they don't understand. They think once you lose weight, you know that oh that's the promised land you 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 hit the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow like no <laughs> nah, the, the struggle continues the the the, the journey just kind of transitions yeah to 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 maintenance which i think and I, i'm sure you can you will agree is just as challenging if not a little bit more challenging than losing weight itself yeah man. because especially all right let me ask you this um how long did it take you to lose the majority of your weight uh, it was like a year and a half, like a year, a year okay. and a half. Yeah. Which is fast considering that you lost 150 pounds. And yeah, yeah. If, if I can go back personally, I would have slowed down my weight loss. And I try to tell this to my clients. I try to tell this to the supporters of the channel, mm-hmm. you, but you know, people, they don't want to hear that. You know, they want instant gratification. And that's oh, yeah. one of the biggest problems I feel like for people who are trying to lose weight, because what happens is when you rush the process, you don't allow your mind and your habits to adjust to the lifestyle changes what you do you you make drastic changes yes you lose a lot of weight but you're you're still the same person that you were when you when you were overweight you still have the same habits you still mm-hmm. have the same you know thought processes so therefore it's it's only a matter of time you know if you didn't change your habits that the weight's going to come back um yeah. so which and is, I try to explain that to people. Yeah, go ahead. Which, which is a huge, which has been my biggest struggle, like recently. I don't know if you've been. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's that's honestly that's been my hardest part. Like losing weight for me has been has been the easy part, and even recently it's became harder simply because of the habits that I got ingrained of like just eating for a different cause, right? Like you can yeah. get, you can get back in that old habits and then it, it's then hard again to break those habits to go back to dieting. Whereas dieting for me used to be like, okay, well, it's just time to diet and then I would just get lean again. But uh, I just spent so long kind of trying to work on, not, not really paying attention to like my my like mental relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that yeah. I'm actually, now that I'm actually like progressing towards that, then it's getting better. But that's been my biggest struggle, man, for sure. Well, I, as as someone who can relate to you on so many levels, I appreciate your transparency with with the you know with your struggles with your weight loss because, I mean, only you and I both understand the pressure. Oh yeah, dude. And, and the ridic- <laughs> the ridicule that we subject ourselves to, you know, by sharing our stories and creating yeah. the kind of content that we yeah. make. So, I, I salute to you. I mean, I know that's got to be tough, bro, because people are brutal bro this world is brutal man because it's it's just a lot especially deal with our audience i mean i I hope this doesn't offend anyone but it's there's a lot of people who are unhappy who don't like themselves Mm -hmm. you know so a, a lot of the times they turn it outward towards us and it's hard in the moment to think like that because it stings because we we genuinely care about 
you know, our message and, and we want to share yeah. because we, we want to help people. And it's like when people turn around and say these nasty things, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's things. I, I, I lie. I'd be lying if I said it didn't sting. I mean, I'm getting a lot better about it. Now it's like, man, fuck that. I don't like. Yeah, it takes time, man. It, it, it definitely takes time. It definitely takes time, man. But I try to have more empathy for people who lash out. And it, it never lasts more than two seconds. The sting, it's like, oh, and then I'll catch myself, bro. You know, this person obviously is in a bad place. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't help for me to lash back or give them the attention that they're seeking because that's obviously what they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, one of my one of my tweets that actually like went around uh, was essentially that uh, and uh, just like for everyone who's listening, I, I say essentially a lot. I know this, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I, tw- I tweeted out. I'm like, um, I get called like fat more times on a daily now than I ever have in my life before. Um just, you know, being on social media. But even I said, like, if, 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 if it's that, you know, backlash or whatever that I have to endure to be able to help people on a daily basis, like I do, then bring it on. You know what I mean? Um, and, and so for me, it's like, even to people, like if we're talking about YouTube in general, like for people coming up and if they want to do, you know, some sort of social media thing, you have to understand that this is just part of the game. Like, and and it took, and it took me a long time to understand that, but it's just like back in the day when you used to play Call of Duty or whatever game you're playing and the kid would be like, you know, F you, you pieces, you know, like yeah, they, yeah. Have, they don't see a face. They don't see a person. They just shout their shit and it's whatever. Um, yeah. So like you just kind of have to think it from that point. And, and it's like that stuff didn't start to bother anymore. I think the biggest thing that still irks me is just when people start to question your knowledge based on the, how you look. And so that's been my biggest struggle when it comes to negativity. It's just that like my knowledge hasn't changed whether I'm shredded the bone or if mm. I'm like, you know, when I was on stage or if I'm, you know, 30 pounds up or 40 pounds up or whatever, my knowledge is still there. My experience is still there. The daily life is still there. Like I'm even for some clients, I'm more relatable, but for the everyday person who wants some like guy with a six pack to tr- teach them how to lose weight. It's like, it's, it's hard to hear that like, well, how are you coaching people when you don't even know how to yeah. follow your own plan? It's like, well, that's not, that's not the point. So you have an online coaching uh, business called Transformable uh, Fitness Coaching. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that, that's a good segue because I was going to ask you that um, being that your weight has fluctuated so much. First of all, how, like how much do you weigh right now? Um, I'm 226. Okay, and you and your lowest was one sixty around yeah. one sixty, right? Yeah. Okay, because I I've dealt with fluctuating weight. I've gained, um, I, I've gained back fifty pounds, sixty pounds, a few times, and it wasn't until I would say over the last eight months that I've been able to really kind of stabilize it. And when I say stabilize it, meaning I don't I don't ever gain more than twenty pounds. Yeah. You know, so um, I, I understand that struggle and. So ha- has it affected business? Oh yeah, with your coaching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When I when I was when I was on prep and I was like lean during that time, I was like the busiest I'd ever been with clients. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it, it's, it's just. just I, I was gonna say that's just the nature of oh, I think, yeah. the fitness industry. It's all what it looks like, you know. Yeah. If you're, we're our own, you know poster board yeah. so to speak or our own average our body is our advertisement so yeah it sucks in a way but at the same time i totally get it like i, I get it yeah. i was gonna say the same yeah i i get it i definitely yeah. get it um so you speak about having a a, a trouble no, i don't want to say trouble that's not the, uh, the right word you had a challenging tra- childhood 
You call me troubled bricks? No, I'm kidding. No, my- <laughs> Shit, on, I, I had a, I had a troubled childhood. I was, I'm the first person to admit that. Yeah, I, no. def, I definitely, I <laughs> definitely, so I can relate. You know, the story's just different, but trust me, you know, we probably have a lot of the same scars that led to our, our weight gain. Yeah, man. Um, but I, I I tend to look at that as as a as an advantage almost, man, because mm-hmm. I think adversity adversity. It definitely calluses you. It teaches you a lot of lessons. It gives you a lot of uh, wisdom that you'll be able to pack because there's a lot of people who can relate to our story, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not just the, um, the weight loss, but just having family issues and, and, and being around people with drug issues and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. There's a lot of people who don't really have knowledgeable, you know, or, or people who care about them to, to, to talk to. Yeah. And you you being a public figure who've who who's gone through, you know, all these things, you're a great resource for someone like that, you know? So yeah. I, I'm not sure how often you talk about that in your content. Um I I've watched a lot of your videos and I didn't I mean I I I heard of, I've heard it once, I think. Yeah, but, I only brought it up a few times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's something of value that you should speak more about, man, because we all have we all are are facing adversities in life mm-hmm. at, at some level. And I know personally, I used to feel very isolated with my problems. I used to think, you know, I'm the only one going through things. So when when I would run into someone or or have a conversation with someone and they share something like that, it made me feel like, damn, I'm not the only one. And if this person can get through it, it kind of it, it gave me that confidence yeah. that I can do it as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I I just I just advise you to share that as much as possible, um, and that's and that's something I want to do on this on this podcast is I want people to share their scars, I want them to share their stories because there's nothing more inspiring than knowing the challenges that someone has overcome. You know, that's very inspiring. You know, I, I have my story, bro. This podcast is not, I mean, it is about me, but this interview is, <laughs> is, is not about me. But I, I just I, I just wanted to, you know, kind of put that out there. Like, you should share that. I'm pretty sure yeah, people. Man. Yeah, no, my, my current coach, Noah, um, he kind of suggested the same thing um, that I, I, I should, should talk more about it. And it's, and it's not like I don't like talking about it. I'm a very open book, but I'm the type of person where like, unless people ask questions or unless people are like looking for it, I don't usually like think to like yeah. put it out there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that I'm totally open to talk about. It's just, just have to kind of pencil it in. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah. all right. Um, what are your food vices? You know, like for me, I like I cannot bring cereal into my house. <laughs> if I bring a box of fruity pebbles into my house, it, it will not last ninety minutes. I promise you, the whole box will be gone. Like, what are you, what are your food vices? Um, any like I think the main thing is like quick carb fatty sources, so like chips and like crackers and like just like munchy, crunchy stuff. Um, yeah. it's bad. Um, I'm, I'm totally good with sweets, like anything sweet for the most part, unless it's sour candy or like ice cream. I just don't mm-hmm. care at all about it. Like cookies or whatever. You can, I have cookies in my house cause my mom eats them all the time and I literally yeah. have like very little, um, like vice towards it. But, uh, if there's like a bag of chips in the house or something like that, oh man, it's gone. Yeah. So Forget like, about it. uh, yeah. So it's definitely like, it's definitely like fries, chips, like um, if I get pizza, if there's any leftover pizza, it's getting eight. Like, <laughs> I feel you, bro. 
Yeah. And I try to tell people that all the time, like, yeah, you don't get, don't let the body fool you. The the fat boy is still here. <laughs> yeah, he's still here, and he's still hungry. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I can. All I right, can so still. Far. I can still. Man, I can still put back so much food. Like I used to put back a lot of food, and I think I think it'd be hard for me to do what I did before, just knowing like how much food I was consuming. Like once, so the other day uh, when me and Pat went to uh, Cheesecake Factory for the first time, in uh, mm-hmm. so Patrick uh, was my old coach who did a show recently in Washington. So we went there and we went to Cheesecake Factory, and I'd never been there before. But the calories in some of those meals are Bruh. ridiculous, like to the point oh. where I, I'm like trying to rationalize in my head, like. What did they did they inject fat like straight into the noodle? Yeah, like I'm like yeah, I'm like how is this even possible to get this many calories out of a it's small the dish? Oils and, and it's the stuff. And, uh, like I had I I was like not tracking at all. I was like we're gonna have a like a you know like a celebratory meal. And I literally could not do it. Like I could not in my head get an appetizer that was like 1,200 calories. Get a pasta dish that was like 2,600 calories. Get dessert which was like I couldn't eat 6,000 calories in one sitting. Like it's yeah. just, it wasn't gonna happen. So I, I, had to, I could. I know, like I can, I can, right? Like I definitely yeah. could, but like seeing the numbers and like and having it out in front of me, I was just like, I can't sit here and consume that much calories. Like then again, now if I don't have the calories in front of me, like if I had like two large pizzas, like back in the day when I was heavy, when I uh, I used to deliver pizza when I was playing video games and stuff. Yeah. Um, and whenever they would have like cook uh, the if they would cook any extras, I would take them home. And I remember one night just sitting there playing video games i consumed like two large pizzas and breadsticks and a two liter of dr pepper and some like lays chips and and, like literally and literally like i was full but like i was like i'm good in the morning i woke up and had like two sausage breakfast sandwiches like that you know like that was just a night you know when the uh 10,000 calorie thing was going around youtube i was like that was like a wednesday for me yeah exactly (laughs) that ain't that ain't about nothing i feel you what is your uh, definition of wellness. Um, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, wellness, I guess. I think to me, wellness is more of like a uh, all around life thing than it is just like your body and nutrition and whatnot that people usually attach it to. Um, yeah. I think wellness is just living a life that that you understand is not perfect, but is is like is good for you in the moment. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like. Cause like, I feel like when people go for wellness, they think like they have to be like perfect and they have to be eating all these whole foods and they have to be like, you know, working the job they want and we're like going. And I think that if you take it back down to just like a realistic level of like, if you're putting in work towards some sort of goal that you want and you're getting satisfaction out of that and it's going to improve your life in a positive manner, then I think Mm -hmm. that is where like you get really true wellness out of something. And I think wellness can come at like spread I think wellness is kind of similar to like motivation it like comes at times and then there's gonna be times where like you know you're struggling but that wellness mm-hmm. is still there in a sense you know what I mean yeah 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 um it, I would look at it a little bit different as far as it coming and going I, I for me personally I think wellness is is first and foremost a state of mind yeah um, yeah and then everything else kind of follows no, you don't have to have the perfect diet. No, you you don't have to be strict on your you know your fitness regimen. No, you don't have to live you know have the job of your dreams. But I think wellness starts with inner peace. It starts with a good, healthy relationship with yourself. Yeah. First and foremost, I think wellness is connected to wholeness. Like you have to be whole. Like you you know I related to you in the beginning when you spoke about 
um, having anxiety when you were by yourself. Like I, I used to have codependency issues, especially with women, you know, because I had mommy issues and I found myself depending on, you know, women's company. Like it, it's crazy because oh, no, I didn't I, find- I, I totally get that, man. After I lost my mom, it was like, yeah, I totally get that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like I found, and it, it's crazy because I, I didn't find my wife until I com- combated that, until I fought against- that codependency thing, um, and spent some time by myself, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to like, I had to thug it out, so to speak, because I just had negative, I had really, uh, bad habits when it came to women and, and really a bad, I, I wasn't whole. I was, I was seeking, you know, women to fill voids in my life. Yeah. You know, I was pacifying deeper issues, but I think um, and I kind of digress, but wellness is is definitely first and foremost being 1000 um, p- percent at peace with yourself. Now, when I say at peace, a thousand percent doesn't mean that you don't have internal conflict. You don't have struggle, but it's more just, you know, and this term gets thrown around a lot. Self-awareness, you know, mm-hmm. having self-awareness is a big part of of of, of wellness, I think, because. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you don't know yourself, you can't stay out of your own way. And if you, you know, you, you have to stay out your own way, mm-hmm. so to speak. If you could describe your identity, how would you, how would you describe your identity? Man, you got some deep questions, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. This <laughs> like, is the type I, of stuff I'm trying to I get was, on this podcast, I was bro. just going to be like, you know, like Boston or, or the Cavs, you know, like. <laughs> 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 this is not that kind of show, bro. All right. But, but okay. To kind of help you out because my. <laughs> My my concept of identity, man. I want to have these deep conversations, bro. Like I yeah, want these conversations. <laughs> I know, but I'm just trying to give you some, you know, background on on where I'm coming from with with this stuff, man. Is because I think this is the stuff. Like we can give fitness tips all day, bro. Till we're blue in the face. That's true. We can give diet tips till we're blue in the face. But the thing that really makes weight loss happen and 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 it sustained, you know, for people to sustain it, is for them to to reprogram their mind. Yeah, kind of, kind of reprogram the subconscious, and I think you know this type of stuff. You have to change your identity if you need, if you want to change your body. You have to change your habits if you want to change your body. Mm-hmm. If you want to change anything in your life, you have to address those things on that deeper level. Um, but to give you um an uh, um a definition of I- identity, um, it's the the ideas and concepts and worth that you hold for yourself. Right. So I give the example, you know, you can have a goal to have a hundred million dollar business, but if your identity is that of someone who makes $30,000 as a manager at McDonald's and not, not saying that there's anything wrong with that, Mm. if that's, but your identity kind of always dictates what your reality is. Yeah. You know, so, all right. So let me, let me re reword it. Okay. So if you can describe what your life is it, 10 years from now in under 40 seconds. One, two, three, go. <laughs> um, I get like, so I guess the domain like identity things that I, I associate with is like, I, so like something that my uncle always kind of used to ingrain in me when I was younger was pretty much like God and family come first. And then whatever you have to do to support that. And if you love doing it, then that's the ideal you know, kind of life. So I think for me, 
in 10 years, like I still want to continue helping people on a daily basis, um, whether it be still with weight loss and fitness or just to, um, you know, just to be there as like a, a person of influence with like, yeah. you know, a good message or just like, you know, like sharing my story or whatever it may be. Um, and then, yeah, like, like, family is super important to me i don't know if this is what yeah. you're going for but essentially uh if i could have no, no, no. if i could support there's no right or wrong yeah. go ahead i'm sorry if i could support you know uh a family and you know raise a good family with the intention of just like helping people and living that kind of life um that's what i want to do i like, so it's what i do now cool. and for me it's like to it's not and it's not just like the whole like it started as weight loss obviously but um, I still really enjoy that. I love like helping clients and whatnot. But for me, it's like I want to just like make a positive impact on the world in whatever way. Um, so it might be sharing my story more in the future. What do you think you you learned that you still use today from all of the all of the negative things that you've gone through in your life? Um, I think. So I'm totally, I'm one of the people who like think that like, even though you go through like terrible things in life that they are who like they, it is what makes you who you are. It is what strengthens you. It's what it builds you up if you allow it to. And I think, and I think there was like a learning curve when, you know, all that stuff was happening. You know, like I, the main thing was that I didn't want to end up like my parents. So like, I didn't want to be a drug addict. You know what I mean? Um, Because a lot of people who grow up in that situation, that's what they turn to, right? They just think, well, you know, my parents are effed up. Then I'm going to be effed up. Um, but I, the, the main thing I wanted to do was just not be that way. But I also didn't properly deal with the situations at hand. Like I, I tried to care more about other people or tried to put on a smile. So for a long time, I, I like, just like put all my troubles and stuff kind of under a smile and deep down. And, um, through that, it, it became really hard for sure. And then over the next few years, it just started to kind of like outlash in certain areas of my life. And, uh, and so learning from the, the biggest thing I, I would say I learned from that is, is how to deal with things in the moment. Um, like as a, as a person, mm-hmm. like a lot of people, you know, when shit, when shit hits the fan, essentially, uh, people kind of like don't deal with it in the moment or they'll like, okay, I need to take a breather or whatever. And some people need that. I'm yeah. not saying that's not, you know, the right way to deal with things. It's just for yeah. me, I just needed to be like, okay, you know, I'm an adult, I'm human, like what's the situation at hand? What can I do to fix it? Um, you know, if I'm impacting someone else's life, what, how do you feel about this? What can I do to make you feel better? Like, and, uh, and then it was just with myself is like, okay, it's like, how do I feel right now? Why do I feel this way? Um, and just kind of in dealing with stuff, you know, in a proper way and like thinking mentally how it's impacting my life. And I think that's something yeah. I, I missed out on a lot when I was younger and it, and it created a lot of um, like shitty moments, I'd say. So that's probably my biggest yeah. regret is just, so my biggest regret is probably just like keeping my emotions to myself and like trying to, yeah. trying to put on like a front of like, oh, I'm just like the happy, mm-hmm. positive dude. Meanwhile, I was like, just like, you know, broken for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I can I can definitely relate to that. So I have this thing now, whenever I'm feeling any sort of negative emotion, I try to stop and acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And because I'm like you, I used to bottle things up you know, and, um, that's, we both know that that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So the acknowledgement of it, I've, I've found is a really, really big, you know, because it's, it's like, it's so easy to get swallowed by, by the negative thoughts, the negative emotions that come with whatever particular event. Yeah. Um, do you meditate? 
Um, no. Okay. No. That's that's something I honestly changed my life. Mm-hmm. Meditating, and it, it's taken me now two years to learn how to do it properly. I mean, there's people you can go to to teach. They have transcendental meditation centers and all that thing. But I, I kind of taught myself just through trial and error. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a believer that with with anything in life, it, there's no right or wrong. It's just kind of you got to figure out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I I definitely would advise you to to invest the time into learning how to meditate, bro, because. I'm telling you, man, it, it changed my life, bro. Mm-hmm. Definitely changed my life. But anyway, um, can you, what book have you read that ch- that's changed your life? Or have you read a book that's changed your life? <laughs> I don't read a lot. <laughs> okay. No, no, um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I've tried a few times, but I just like, it's like finding the time to sit down and like and get into something. Like I used to, I used to read when I was like in high school and stuff, but. Um, see, I'm the same. I was see, the same way, I'm, I'm, and then I started listening to audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. I've st- recently just started to do that, um, and then like I wa- pretty much I watch like a lot of YouTube and art. Read a lot. I read a lot of articles and like and research and whatnot. That's kind of where I get my my information and like and like wh- if I'm you know struggling to find something out, then that's usually where I go to. Um, I just I just I kind of like take things in better that way. Um, Danny, you, you're. I want to say I'm probably how old are you? Uh, 23. Yeah, so I'm 10 years. I'm 10 years older than you, right? Yeah. And I I hear a lot of myself 10 years ago in you, from your videos, not just from this conversation, but from your videos, and mm-hmm. I like I see a lot of myself in you, and I I know for a fact if you dedicated yourself yourself because I'm I'm gonna when we get off um off the air. Off the air, we're not. <laughs> we, we're coming at you <laughs> live. <laughs> Ninety-seven point one, like nah. But once we fi- once we finish this podcast, I'm gonna send you a a, a a email with some links to download some audiobooks and some book suggestions because because I it probably five years ago is when I really started reading and reading some of the books that I've read have really changed my life and you got to get out your head. Oh, it's, I don't have time, bro. You can make time no, yeah, for what's important. Yeah, yeah. You, sure. you know, you know that. Yeah. And, and, and there are a few things more, uh, with more, uh, payback or a better investment for your time and energy than reading and meditating. I'm telling you, it will change your life. It may take you, it may take you a few years. It may take you 18 months to 24 months for you to really get into it. Because I know I'm pretty sure you're like me. Once you start seeing and feeling the benefits, that's what makes you feel, you know, you know, yeah. uh, consistent. Yeah. So I'm I'm telling you, bro, ex fat boy to ex fat boy, <laughs> I just start reading, and uh, it, it'll change your life, bro. It'll cha- like I I hated reading. I hated reading before five years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I'm literally a bookworm because it's allowed me to learn things that changed my body, that changed my financial status, that changed my relationships, that changed my mindset. It, it, every, any, everything we need to learn, you know, to learn in order to build the perfect life. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. no perfect life, but 
is in a book somewhere, bro. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, yeah, definitely I de- want to do I've that. definitely, I've tried a few times and then just kind of fell off. But I, I yeah, I totally it. like. I, yeah. I know, like I've I've skimmed through some stuff and like I definitely know that like there's a lot of benefit to it. It just hasn't been a focus. But I guess I should probably yeah. make it one. What are you doing to improve your relationship with food? Because I, I I'm not sure for the people who are not familiar. Uh, Danny has been struggling with his relationship with food mm-hmm. and talk a little bit more about your weight going up and down. Um, basically I just like, so I wasn't sure what was going on. I, I, I started like back when it first started, um, I just kept rationalizing it as like, Oh, I'm just like not balking properly and blah, blah, blah. Not really like accepting the fact that I had like an actual issue. I um, mean, it took me to going to Ohio when I was at the Arnold expo with a, with a few other like kind of weight loss influencer peeps. And, um, I was with them and I just realized that I was like eating more like than everyone else, like, and by a, a good amount, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, then it hit me that like, and I could, I could, I was, I'd say like, why don't, why don't you eat more? And like, nah, like I'm good. And I, and I just didn't understand what that f- meant. Like, I was like, well, what do you mean? Like we're on vacation. Like just go get, dig in. You know what I mean? Um, Cause I was like rational, I just kept rationalizing my, to myself like, Oh, well I'm eating because of this or this or, and, and not paying attention to the fact that like, I was just so caught up in food and, and eating and, and it was affecting you know my weight again. And so mm-hmm. I started kind of to realize that like, I, I, um, I have, I don't have a lot of binge episodes, but I've definitely had, I've definitely had them. So that's why, like I said, like it's, it's kind of like a, it's more overeating than binge eating, but I've definitely had some binge episodes. Um, but yeah, I've just been struggling with that in the sense of, I didn't really know what was happening or I wasn't accepting it with myself until recently. And that's when I made the video and I was like, look, I, I, you guys have been probably saying it for a while and I just haven't been kind of taking it in properly. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I have, I was, you know, I'm still working on it. Um, essentially it's just realizing. So like I, I suffer from like ADHD in the sense of like, I'm focused on one thing and the next. And like, I'm just like always, my brain is just always on the go. And sometimes it's hard to sit down relax and focus on things. And so I found that with food, I kind of, kind I kind of do the same thing. So I'm like really impulsive in some sense to the point where like, I'll eat food, not thinking of the, you know, the, I'm was, sorry. Go ahead. um, basically, so, um, so I was talking about impulsive eating. So I was, I was making like impulsive, decisions with food so i would eat something and then like then i would like get the reaction of like oh why did i just do that it's not going to help me towards my goals like you know the stuff that you'd think before eating so that you yes. don't make that mistake um and so i realized that happened a lot when i was bored as well as the rational rationalization kind of thing happens a lot when i travel so those are two of my kind of my diet week areas essentially are where i'm home alone i don't have like a kind of routine set up like if i'm with friends like if i'm with friends who are doing kind of the same thing as me working uh you know tracking eating then i'm on point like almost every single day but mm-hmm. if i'm like alone alone bored um traveling like those are the times when i struggle the most so what i've started to do to work on that is to kind of keep it in mind at the time of it happening like reminding myself like you're only eating because you're bored like and i know that sounds like oh you know everyone said that but like if you actually work at doing it every single time, it just starts to become like a good habit where the sense of like, I'll pick something up and go, I don't need this right now. Like I'm just picking it up or looking in the fridge because I'm bored or whatever. Yep. And then with traveling, um, I'm trying to get past the thing. I'm trying to get past the, the rationalization of like, well, I'm traveling. I can eat whatever. It's and hard. Food. It's and hard. It's yeah. so hard, dude. And so what I've started to do is kind of like, um, so like me and Noah have been working together and, and I'm the type of person I need a coach to keep me on point. Like, and 
you know, like my coach had coaches, like I think everyone can benefit from a coach, whether it be with business, fitness, whatever it is. Um, just because like you have that outside source and you have that accountability that you can't get from yourself. And so for me, it's been, it's been like kind of the game changer. And then, um, having Noah, uh, transformal truth on Instagram, I don't know if you know him. Um, but he, he's just been like, so on top of things and like, we're working together at certain aspects of my nutrition so that we can work through it and kind of build these good habits so that it it hopefully is going to be easier next time for when I do want to maintain, or if I do want to, you know, gain some lean muscle again, um, without gaining a bunch of fat back. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was accepting the fact that I had a problem that took me for a, like forever, like literally like a year and a half, I went through this up and down cycle. And I was just like, what's going on? Like, I understand, like, I know what to do. Why is this happening? And then that being kind of the game change moment. And then just now, like I, I'm a firm believer in the sense of like, you can change anything in life as long as you make a progressive, uh, like you work progressively at making it better. Like you yes. can't expect something to change when you're not doing anything about it. And, and even, even, even you know, trying for a few days and then giving up like, cool, you try for those few days, but you get, so what's the point you're done now? Like you're not going to make any more progress. Um, so, and, and for me, it's like, it might take years. It may take months or we like, and you never know. Um, but if you're, if you ever stop working towards that, whether it be anything, like you're not going to reach the goal you want. So I'm just like progressively working at bettering my relationship with food now, um, on kind of like a, a more mental level than just like counting calories and like and getting back to the routine. That's the key right there. That's definitely the key. Let me ask you this. Um, because I've gained 40, 50 pounds back a few times, mm-hmm. but it was never while I was creating content, right? So yeah. for me, the fact that I know I have to make videos of me working out mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially two or three times a week, that help. That's my accountability. You know, that's my version of your coach. So yeah. that that that's not enough for you. Um, it hasn't been. No, not always. It's tough. Like so I, there's been times where I've been. It it has like starting a new YouTube series or something has kept me on point, and uh, and that's why I tried last time. But my my habits have just been so off this time that it's just been hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is it is it totally like mindless? Is it sub? you're conscious when you're, you know, when you're totally off track nutritionally? Not not always, um, but sometimes, yeah. Because you sound so self-aware. You sound like you know exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess it's just going to take more practice for you to learn how to use that knowledge that you have about yourself to stay out of your own way. Yeah. No, I absolutely like, I like, I have all the knowledge that I can and I'm always trying to like learn more. I keep up to date with research. Like I, I do like a lot when it comes to like, cause you know, I like, like you, I work with clients and I want to like, I want to always have like, you know, the best kind of up to date scientifically back, like way of training, way of eating, like, um, and then also applying that to like people who just like need certain, you know, factors to change for them to be successful because everyone's different. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so like I have that, but then to apply it to my own self, it's just, it's, I, I think a part of it honestly is the fact that, like I just like I I still like literally love food. Like it's not even like a like I just love to eat. It's like it's almost on like a like I've I've thought about like opening my own like sandwich and soup shop and like restaurant just because like I want to like create flavor and like like it's it's almost like a culinary thing rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. just so it's a, a deeper level than yeah. just yeah. So yeah. I so th- so that that thing like you know when I'm traveling especially it's like there's all these new places and I'm like oh I just want to try like what you know what how how's the sandwich over here how's the you know this over here you know like i want to 
I want to try things. I want to like experience that. But then, but then letting that go from me trying things or experiencing things to then me just using an excuse to eat as much as possible is where it starts to kind of get fuzzy. And that's the problem for me. Like I, if I would be in good shape, if I can just have a reasonable portion of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so those high palatable foods, my issue is it kind of opens a floodgate. You know, when I have chicken wings, I can't just have six. Yeah, I got to eat 30. <laughs> exactly. And that's the problem. You know, that's the entire problem right there. So One wait, of the you, still that, you still didn't answer my Boston or Cavs question. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't even watch sports anymore, man. I'm well, so obsessed. I, I actually with, don't watch that much bas- or sports in general, but uh, I recently just got into basketball. I don't know why. I'm a big sports fan, but I've totally punted, you know, a lot of areas of my life, man, because I'm so obsessed with building, you know, building my brand and and doing, you know, other things to build myself. I read a lot. I meditate. I try to build relationships. I'm I'm, I'm totally like obsessed with uh, the entrepreneurial spirit and everything that comes with that. I just I just normally catch the highlights (laughs) because I I don't even have cable. But yeah. all right, so look, um, last question before we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, before we get to the last question, you you kind of personify, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, that the knowledge is one thing, but the knowledge is not what what really helps us sustain weight loss. Or no, it's it's know, deeper than that. Yeah, it's it's way deeper, and and I think that's one of my missions is to kind of. Pre, not preach, but to teach that side of it, the mindset. I mean, I still, don't get me wrong, I still have my struggles, but I, I think I'm at a place now mm. where I'm I'm at the best place I've ever been with maintaining balance in my life. Because I've, I've always been a, a zero or a 100 mile per, power, per hour kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know? and that's like, that's one thing that uh, I think is hard for me is like when it comes to like you, John, Noah, you guys have you guys have been at this for a while, right? Like, yeah. um, I think when people see everyone, they just, they just compare them side by side, not looking into the back things, but it's, it's tough. I think that's the one thing that's tough for me is like, you know, you guys are like on point and doing your thing. Um, and then, so people will see that as like the norm. And then they see me as like, Oh, like, why are you struggling when all these people are clearly yeah. showing that's possible? It's like, well, you know, you've been at it for years. Uh, John's been at it for like years. Noah, you know, everyone has different, uh, stories. And I think that's important to remember the fact that like your success and weaknesses are going to be completely different from someone else's success. Weaknesses. Absolutely. And Absolutely. even, in, even in your own weight loss journey, if you're listening to this, um, understand that that's okay. Like that's why I try to be so transparent, even though I'd get the hate, like I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Cause I know there's people out there that are like, damn, I'm feeling that way right now. And yep. like, and like you're where you are at, you know, obviously I don't think I'm like the top cheese or anything, but people see you and they, they put you on a pedestal because of the number that's in front of your name. Right. Yeah. Um, and they say, well, like, well, if you're struggling, then, you know, it makes me feel so much more like, okay with what I'm, where I'm at. And yeah. I think, I think it's almost like an obligation to, you know, our supporters and our followers that we do that because, you know, like they, they've seen enough of like the six pack guys shredded every yeah. day. Finding what works for you. And, yeah. and, and like you said, just disregarding what doesn't, but you have to continue to be open-minded and and open to trying new things but anyway thanks you man thanks bro i really appreciate your time this Mm -hmm. was great um and i look forward to uh work you know collaborating with you on some more content in the future yes i really appreciate this bro keep doing your thing i'm I'm stoked that you uh you got this going on and we'll definitely 
soon here are going to have to meet up in person and do some collab. For sure. For sure. All right, man. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace. How do I hang this up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm learning, bro. All right. Peace. There we go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>